0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the John G. Or Else podcast. I am, of course, who else? But Tommy Else with me, as always, is the newly crowned Chicago media champ, new media champ. Sorry, the Chicago new media champ. It's not a real title, so it's okay that I screwed it up.
1: Um... Uh, that's an insult to me and to elliot serrano from john gsbeat.com mr john robleski i was gonna say i you how you are but i don't care how you are you're a jerk let's go okay. right into the show let's get right into the show because
0: this is an exciting like an exciting moment here on the uh the urls podcast i mean not only do
1: we have a returning guest we have a double feature today yeah
0: we have two guests first of all we're, we're bringing back we're bringing them back by by popular demand the letters have been overflowing the mailbox the inbox is more than i can sift through so we have answered the call and yes mr david box mullen is back on the show with us but he is not alone because he will soon be touring alongside none other than wrestling legend, Mr. Al Snow. And we have both of them on the show today. And John and I are very excited about this. Uh, We've already made our plans to go and see one of the events upcoming, Uh, and uh, we'll give you the information on where you can find it. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it and hang out with David Vox Mullen
1: and Al Snow. For the John Gerriles podcast, I am, of course, John G. With me is Tommy Ellis. And today we have some very special guests. We have wrestling legend Al Snow. We have comedy legend David Vox Mullen. How are you, boys? Good. How are you doing, John? I am doing well. I'm doing so well, I think things are
2: pulling up inside me as we speak.
1: (laughs) How many, the, video how
0: many like. of those do you have <laughs> what do you mean well if somebody sells, asks
2: how you're doing i don't know i just make them up as i go along so oh. it just depends on how <laughs> I feel, you know man man well, you know what i was thinking before i got on here what maybe maybe you guys could you know uh, could, could concur with me all three of you sure but i you know I, i've been around for a while okay Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think in my entire life I've ever met a baby named Larry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you you could be right. You could be onto something there. Well, yeah.
0: you know it's true, but you figure that's at some point. point there had to have been a baby named Larry. But yeah, you don't meet a baby named Larry, and I don't know anyone naming their kids Larry these days, either. or Harry.
2: I've never seen a hairy baby. Well, I have seen a hairy baby. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> not true. And let
2: me tell you something: that, that 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 belief that there's no thing is an ugly
3: baby—that's a lie.
2: Yeah, it's a hundred
3: percent a lie.
2: Yeah, it's a lie. I've seen some ugly babies, you know, where you got to try and not sell it, you know. You're yeah. Like, oh,
3: woof, like, woof. Good Lord.
2: Man.
3: I remember being a kid and uh, like like junior high, and there was you a got young that kid. I just like, yeah, not not at all. <laughs> but uh, I remember being a kid, and uh, there was another kid in the neighborhood, and his name was Hank, and I thought, there's no way that mom saw him come out and said that's a hank right there i I agree i had a friend
2: i had a kid when i was like you know very young and his name was buddy and i'm like really like that's your name buddy (laughs) it's not a nickname or something yeah yeah so you're a pal to your parents i don't understand anyway we're off to a
3: great start guys yeah yeah i i saw
0: i saw a hairy baby once his name was raven
2: oh no no (laughs) Wow, Got it. Yeah. Scotty Levy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to get this back on course. The reason yeah, okay, why go gonna, ahead. Okay. Yeah, get get this back shit. on course, dude. As close as I can do it. The reason why we have both you guys on, other than the fact we just love talking to both of you, okay. is you guys yeah. have a, a, a comedy tour coming up. How did you guys get involved and get that thing going? Well, I, I, um,
2: I basically finally acquiesced Um, Dave has pursued has tried to talk me into this for quite some time and um, and so I thought you know hey why not I'll uh, I'll give it a shot Um, what's the worst they can do laugh me off the stage (laughs) you know that that might be the best that happens you know yeah yeah I was like when we were in the locker room Mick Foley would tell everybody hey when I get done wrestling I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian we'd all laugh you know yeah. and now he is a stand-up comedian and nobody's laughing anymore so. yeah <laughs>
3: I went nobody's to nobody's laughing now.
2: I
0: went to uh I went to Mick Foley's show last fall I'm sorry yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. you know what was cool though that guy that guy uh he raised I don't remember what it was called but they did this thing where they he basically live auctioned the shirt off of his back and he raised within like five or six minutes of bidding
2: I think about four thousand dollars See, now this. here's here's the thing, okay Tommy, if he had auctioned that he leave the shirt on his back, he could oh, raised probably double, them. double easy, right. yeah, yeah. Right. I, you're right, you're right. I've
0: yeah, seen that's... him naked.
3: <laughs>
2: <Ew>.
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll 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 indulge a little bit more yeah, and talk a little bit. Yeah, how did you get together? Because because um, Alan and I had met uh, years ago. Uh, I think it was at Six Flags through um, Ken Anderson because Ken and I were doing that podcast. Yeah, and, and uh, so I went to go see Ken, and, and Ken brought me, you know, behind the curtain and, and introduced me to Al, and and um, you know that's how we met. And then probably like a year later, I got a call from Al because he was getting ready to go overseas to do uh, to open for Mick Foley. And so he just, you know, wanted my input as far as, you know, some of his material. And I was flabbergasted because uh, the stuff was just absolutely on par with some of the greatest comedians I've ever heard. And so Al and I were on the phone for like an hour and a half that day, just riffing, going back and forth. I remember saying to him, this is before the pandemic, but it was like, hey, we should, you know, we should literally go do some stuff, you know, we'll, we'll go do some shows or whatever. And Al, you know, was like, yeah. You know, it sounds like fun. We never really touched base on that, and then the pandemic happened, and we just like forget it. You know, whatever. And then, honestly, just not too long ago, I had the opportunity to to run back into Al um, up in Wisconsin at a show, and um, we just kind of said, "Hey, you know, we we never really kind of finished talking about that." And as Al said, I you know, I just kind of cornered him and and said, "You know, we should we should really do this." You know, yeah, and so. We, we got serious and said, what are the, legit, what are the logistics look like? And, and how would we do it? And we found a way and, and thankfully in my life and career, I had a, a, a fresh opening of availability. So um, it was like, let's, let's do it. So we've been, we've got a little team together here that we've been going back and forth and getting things scheduled out. And we're gonna do a, a bunch of uh, wonderful evenings with Al Snow. So what good. do we expect is it
1: wrestling stories or is it comedy or is it a mix of both I think it's a mix of, of, of all of that plus a QA and and
2: um, you know um, I, I think I mean I, I kind of let Dave kind of lead the way because this quite honestly I've, I've I've only done it once before you know when I opened for Mick in Australia and um, you know, and I'm very much a kind of make it up as I go along. I mean, that's that's kind of what I've been brought up on, and I've learned over the years. But I know that there has to be a little bit of a structure, and um, um, uh, and I'll I kind of rely and lean heavily on Dave to to do that. So when, when um, you know, but the thing that I think we we want more than anything is for people to to just come and, and really have fun. You know, just, I know that's that's a, a pat answer to say, but um, if, if, if people don't walk out of there and feel like, regardless if they thought the jokes were funny or they found the stories entertaining or, but just that they walked out of there with a sense like they were as much a part of the show and had as much fun as, as David and I
3: have while we're doing it. Um,
2: then I think that, that that will
3: be a success. Absolutely. We're going to have fun whether the audience comes with us or not. We just hope they come with us. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah, true. Al- but it would be nice to have them have fun too. Can yeah.
0: I ask you, um, when you did open for Mick Foley, how did you feel it went? How did you feel about it?
2: I thought it went really well. Um, yeah. You know, I just went out there and, and and each night was a different night and a different audience. and uh, And I just... Kind of related um, uh, things that I thought were funny, and and they reacted very well. Um, I didn't try to tell any stories per se. Yeah. Um, because that's basically what Mick does. Mick, right. goes out and does a more. He doesn't do stand up comedy per se, as he does a spoken word yeah. kind of act, and he tells his story you know and and if I do tell any stories it's it you know my stories are all about all of the unusual and the quirky and um, quite honestly uh, unbelievable events
0: mm-hmm.
2: that um, transpire on a regular basis I, I in my experience because um, I've done uh, active movies and other things and when I'm on the set they'll ask me questions and inevitably, you know, some stories will come up about events and and these people who are in the entertainment business will just look at me like there's no way that could possibly yeah. happen. It's so ridiculous and, yeah. you know, off the beaten path that, you know, these people can't exist and it, this can't really happen because it sounds like it's something that you would write for TV or for a movie, you know? I mean... Right my whole 40 years has been like living events like the hangover you know what i mean just yeah that absurd and that ridiculous um from town to town i mean just things that come up and you know the people that you encounter and and uh you know and it used to be even crazier back in the day yeah because we didn't have cell phones and you didn't have and 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 i was around Probably some of the most eclectic, and the most intelligent, and the most creative, and eccentric people that, if they were not in the wrestling business, uh, they'd probably be in prison somewhere because they just couldn't function in <laughs> normal society. Yeah, you know,
3: yeah. You know that. I, I believe led to it. a lot of weird events. Well, and every time I've had the opportunity to just hang out with Al in a casual setting. And we start talking about anything i mean i i I don't think there's ever been a time where i haven't laughed my ass off i mean just al is is just the way al delivers any story is (laughs) he sees the humor in the world and so i i get such a kick out of that being a professional comic who works very hard to try to come up with these things and uh, you know when i when i talk with al he just he sees the same funny that i do and Mm -hmm. immediately we're you know we're on the floor laughing just from the stories that he tells so that's awesome I know that this event is just going to be spectacular. People are going to hear things that they've never heard before, um, and you know they're going to see Al in a, in a, a somewhat new light. I mean, Al has always, I would argue, been one of the funnier people, yeah, uh, on television. But really, you know, in this, <laughs> in this, in this setting, it's going to be that the, the, the spotlight is going to be on more of the humor of that, which is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I've always. You know, from what I've seen of Mr. Snow here, and in, in, in both on, you know, in the ring and then out the, outside the ring and things like that, interviews and everything. I mean, no, you, I can tell that you've got a, a natural sense of humor about you and you are a lighthearted person, you know, and and you're, you're I think you have a, a lot of likability in that. Um, that really opens up doors for you to be able to go out there. And I think people will feel very comfortable and relaxed and be able to watch you just, you know, have fun on stage. It sounds it sounds like a fun night.
2: I hope so. I, You know, it, this is definitely, um, I'm not coming from a place that I just assume that I can step across the fence, so to speak, and just mm-hmm. uh, hit the ground running. Um, you know, I'm well aware that with anything you have to really work at and pay your dues and hone what it is you're doing. And I'm hoping that with, you know, Dave's guidance and experience, um, you know, we can together, you know, develop an an act that uh, people that invest their time, their money and their effort, because believe me, this is, you know, the most important thing to me more than anything else is that if, if anyone um, makes the investment of their time, their money and their effort to come to see us, I want those people to leave feeling like they had an experience that was worthy of that investment. And that even for just a little bit, you know, because that's really the motivation behind why they come is, is that they want to forget, you know, their their, their troubles and their aggravations and their stresses and they just want to have a good time whether it's watching a wrestling show or or watching a comedy act or you know watching a movie whatever it is and so I want to make sure that um you know that that that, that that's what they get that they get what it is they were hoping for and expecting I have no done I have no. I'm sorry, John. I have no mm-hmm.
0: doubt that people will be walking out of there very pleased, and I'm certain that you are in good hands here with Mister Mister Mullen. Um, I know he, uh, he he definitely knows what he's doing, and I know that he is he he uh, will be will be looking out for you every step of the way too. So
2: that's good because I don't have a clue
0: what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't let him fool you. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. We're just going to go out there and riff the whole night. So I was
1: gonna. I was gonna ask. Um, I mean, you guys are doing a, a bunch of cities. You, you're doing some cities relatively, you know, relatively close to each other. Will there be a difference uh, in the act from city to city? Like some differences, or could, sure. Will...
3: Well, one of the one of the main things that Al and I bond on is the fact that I do a lot of improv comedy as well. And and, and you know, Al and I have discussed at length the the similarities between what he would have to do in the ring. Sure. As far as improvisation, uh, let alone on the mic, um, that is very similar to things that I have to do in front of an audience as well. And so, while some things, the, the outline and the structure of the show will probably remain the same, but the content will always be organic because That's we're going to awesome. have a different audience every night. You know, yeah. believe me, if you're coming to the show. We're going to talk to you, yeah. <laughs> so you will you you will definitely be immersed in this experience.
0: Well, John and I have already uh, booked our plans, and we're going to be there on the fifteenth, October awesome. fifteenth. We will be at that show, so uh, we are. We will be there. We will be excited. And I'm well, you're not going to gonna punch it. me again, are you? Yeah, absolutely, John. You've you. got such a punchable <laughs> face. Yeah. You know. Thank you, Al. I appreciate that. It, it <laughs> is a yeah. vision.
2: Will Will Head be there? well uh you know uh head and i are negotiating that um does he want know, to cut we'll <laughs> see you know they they always want to cut and they always complain um you know they just bitch constantly yeah. because it's like well i don't you know are we gonna fly if we're gonna fly i want to seat for once and i'm like you can ride in the bag in the overhead bin well, i can't breathe in the overhead bin i'm like you can't breathe and i couldn't hear you up there bitching well, you know, if we go through TSA, you know, they put me through X-ray. I might get cancer, and I'm like, it's not like you know, TSA agent standing here with a lead shield. Don't worry, you'll be fine. You know, yeah. but it never ends. Yeah, you know? it's the
3: strangest thing because you know when we're doing contract negotiations, head always wants their own contract deal. It's weird. Always, so.
2: always. They are, they are. They can be difficult. They can
0: be. You know, my my younger brother got into pro wrestling before I did, actually, and. um, Huge, huge fan of yours, and love the I'll head gimmick. Right. I mean, he was a huge fan of yours. He's the one who who made me aware of Al Snow. He was like, "You just you will love this guy." So, um, so I I would be remiss if I didn't
2: let you know. On well, his tell beha- him thank on you on Yes, without him being a fan, I would not have a job. So
3: yeah,
0: well, uh he made me one too. So yeah, you got two fans out of there right there. So, thank you. Um, I want to touch yeah. on
3: something that like Al mentioned earlier and and this stems back to when we were talking on the phone and stuff but Al has always said that you know look I, I between all of us I mean Al is a celebrity right so he, yeah, he is yeah totally you know yeah I mean he doesn't believe it but he is and it's like uh, there is definitely going to be an element of people who just want to come and see him in person and, and sure that's cool. sure what I love what, what what really I mean I know a handful full of wrestlers who, who think they're funny and would love to do what al and i are doing but the reality of the thing is is that al is coming from a, a place of i don't want to say non-reality because like you know he's he's so funny but he made a point of saying you know well you know i don't, I don't expect to just walk in and have thousands of people and and like right he, he takes this seriously and that to me is just it means so much because he's not just another wrestler trying to just parlay his career into something in another form of entertainment and not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that a lot of these people you know they need to work but but al is serious about entertaining people and it's all about you know he's like i i, I don't care if we're playing in a room for 10 people you know like that yeah. that's it means a lot to me and so when he would say things like that, I just the back of my head, I'm thinking, man, this guy is gonna just have a blast because yeah, he's he's coming from it in a very humble position.
0: Well, he's showing not a lot of he to... he's showing a lot of respect for it, and absolutely, and, and understanding absolutely. what it takes to get it. And I think a lot of that, you know, not to be presumptuous, but must resonate from just you know, all your experience coming up in the world of wrestling, and that that you you will work for a gig where you are in front of 10 people, you know, but as long, but as long as those 10 people go home happy, that's what matters, you know? And I think that, I think that, that, that mindset and that work ethic is what he's probably bringing into this. A hundred percent. And, and,
3: and, and, and he didn't even know this, but like it it speaks to me too, because uh, I think I posted it last week. I was uh, invited to do a show at a venue that honestly I hadn't done in, over a decade, you know, a, it was a, it was a bar inside of a bowling alley. And I just kind of did one of those things where I was like, have I, you know, have I fallen? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, uh, and, and I was a hundred percent wrong for thinking like that. And we went out there and the room was absolutely packed to the walls and the audience was just into it. They were, I mean, it was, it was one of the best performances of my career. Good for and you, I had Good. to tell myself, you know, what the hell is the matter with you? You know, you could have missed out on this with that stupid ego bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, I was I was very humbled, and I, I wanted to tell everybody, look, you know what? I'm, you know, I, I I've got my faults, but you know, I truly love entertaining people. I will do this stuff until I croak. Yeah, I hope to die on stage, just not die on stage.
0: Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but seriously, I, I will do this. I'm not suited for pencil pushing or or behind the desk i I am an entertainer and i always have been and you know al resonates that same feeling i mean it's just it's such a perfect marriage of uh what his skill set is what my skill set is i think it's just it's just going to be so much fun for the people who are able to come out and see it
1: well i'm excited man i'm excited yeah i mean the, the more fun you guys have the more fun the audience than they have i absolutely i see you and i see your act several times L, i've seen you on tv and met you in person a million times i can't wait to see you guys do this together
2: yeah we you know i've been blessed truly blessed to get to do what i've loved to do for as long as i've gotten to do it and i've you know always applied the same mindset that whether it's six people or you know, 6,000 or 60,000, you know, I go out there to make sure that, you know, those people that are there, um, are, you know, I'm worthy of, of their, their time, their effort and their, and their expense. And, and I'm going to apply the same approach, uh, to this. And, and, you know, I can't say enough, like, you know, I have nothing but respect for, you know, David and, and, and any comedian and what they do. And, you know, I'm not going to be so presumptuous as to think that, you know, well, I can just walk in here and, you know, there's not a learning curve. There's not, you know, uh, you know, every every art has its own uh, form of etiquette and, um, you know, uh, uh, dues that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not afraid to to go in and and do those things. To To earn my way, to earn my stripes and, you know, and not just expect that I'm going to, you know, walk in the door and people are just going to fawn all over me or, you know, or an audience is just going to pile through the door. I've got to, I've got to earn them and I'm, and I, I want to go out there and, and, and to do it. That's awesome. Man. Or he
3: ends up getting canceled for something stupid we did. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, that's that's. There's
3: always at least he'll, at that. least
0: he'll go down knowing he tried, man. You know. That's or no or at least matters. until yeah. another kid. Down in, yeah. If I'm going to go down,
2: I'm going to go down in flames. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and listen, or, or that's, until, I'm no stranger to that. I was yeah. canceled before cancel culture was a thing. <laughs> I, I literally had my action figure pulled from the shelves of Walmart <laughs> because two women. Who were of all things assistant professors of communication at a college in georgia wrote a letter to the atlanta constitution and nationally i was i was canceled before canceling was even a thing that people knew they could cancel what was the what was their you. reason
0: what, what what why did they do uh, it, it was
2: great um <laughs> you know, it was awesome because of course you know you're an assistant professor of communications of communications and without doing any actual due diligence or homework on the topic that you're going to espouse your opinion in a public forum about, because who would do that? Especially a professor of communications um, saw my action figure, assumed it was a severed head of a woman, uh, even though I've never referred to it as a female in any way. And it was not a severed head, it was an un- it was a mannequin head. It's never and, had hair either. But they, they, they said, and I quote, it, it was a training manual for future spousal abusers. Wow. And I was like, and I immediately like, you know, wrote Jack specifically toy company and was like, should we include one of these with the action figure going forward? You know, where, you know, we have instruction manuals on how to abuse your spouse. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they God. didn't take that as a good marketing idea. Wow. Wow. So, Communications. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, professors of communications of all things and then you would think they would know better but hey it, that's how the salem witch trials started and yeah it, and that was like, how the mccarthyism was started and you know where we could just point fingers and hey that's how cancel culture works mm-hmm. you know which i find fascinating and this is just my personal opinion but everybody was an outrage and an uproar about the worked um completely worked slapped by Will Smith at the Oscars on, you know, Chris Rock. How dare he over a joke? Okay, yeah. let me get this straight. So it's bad to slap someone over a joke, but it's okay to destroy Kevin Hart's career over a joke he told 15 years ago, and he could, and ruined his chances of hosting the Oscars. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather you slap me <laughs> repeatedly than destroy my life and my sure. professional credibility.
3: You know, it, it's funny that he brings that up because right after the slap heard around the world as a comic, we started seeing a lot of people in the audience get a little more bold with their heckling. Oh, and really? If anybody who's ever seen me perform knows that I love going after hecklers, I, I am not afraid of anybody. Slice and <laughs> dice. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pretty brutal verbally. Uh, but at the same You're time, right after that Oscars thing, we had a we were doing a show and somebody got up and I said to him, I was like, dude. This St. the Oscars. I'm not Chris Rock. I will drop you. You know what yeah. I mean. But but I'll tell you now, with Al on stage with me, I'm just gonna get even more emboldened. I'm just I'm gonna start. Yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> I'm <telling> you. <laughs> Al, um You're uh, you're still training down at OVW.
2: Yes. Yeah. I uh, we still operate OVW, and and um, OVW is a, the only actually accredited by the state office of proprietary education as a trade school in the world. Um, very cool professional wrestling, sports awesome. entertainment and broadcasting and so you're still enjoying that Oh, very much very much yeah. um, you know um, we're doing great things and and down here in obW and uh, um still with uh, the trade school and um and then with our television live television show that we have every week and we just came off a, an incredible pay-per-view this past Saturday night that was on Friday big one yeah um, it was a major success uh, in every way. And um, um, quite honestly, I was supposed to write television for this week last night. And, I was, and then I put it off because I had to go to Bloomington, Indiana for a Comic-Con appearance um, where I see, saw a guy who actually had the, if anybody's a comic book fan, the actual original Mysterio from the Spider-Man comic books outfit with the the dome and oh the yeah. yeah 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 no, I would no, never no. as a cosplay I've never seen anybody do the old school Mysterio yeah and he looked he looked awesome it was no, awesome. I know
0: exactly what you're talking about and that was a very cool like sci-fi
2: looking type of outfit yes, I mean, yeah, yes. yeah very cool. yes. yeah the opaque yeah. globe over the head yeah, yeah. totally yeah, the clean outfit with the eyes on the uh, yeah totally on the yeah. lapels yeah yeah. 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 Uh,
0: I was going to tell you, uh, speaking of training about, uh, 10, 11 years ago, when I had first started my training, my very first, uh, trainer was, uh, Brad J. Oh yeah. And, uh, he very often, and I've told John this many times throughout training sessions and stuff would reference you all the time. (laughs) And he would say like, Al would teach us this, or Al would say that, or that this is the way Al does this, and and you know, and so I kind of got a little trickle down wisdom from Al <laughs> Snow through him. But uh, but it was all very good, and I can tell you that guy has uh, just an unbelievable love and amount of respect for you. I can just tell just the way he would talk about you, and like I said, he just he interwove you into lessons all the time and stuff. So
3: oh, yeah,
0: well, um, I love Jay. he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had one Al, other
3: I'll tell you what man Al Al's uh, tutelage has permeated so much of pro wrestling oh, i mean yeah. you're, you're constantly hearing name drops about Al um you know, even in circles outside of wrestling that I inter- interact in my world. I mean people are talking about Al I mean he's he's a really good guy and it's uh yeah. he's got he's got an amazing uh you know set of experience and a, and, a, and a great career and we're gonna showcase the hell out of that that's Uh, awesome
0: starting this week uh i had one other question for you al uh this this is this is a question that's been almost 20 years in the making for me here
3: okay are you my dad yeah
0: (laughs) and if so can i get on that contract um no uh so in the early 2000s uh here Uh, in chicago we we had a uh around the time of like a pay-per-view or something like that or if there was a wwe show coming to town i would see you on channel surfing with yes. lisa Aprati. yes um i used lisa to was
2: awesome. She was, yeah. a, she was a
0: terrific person really good show we used to we we would we would if we caught it at the right time and it was just like man we're like how does she know him how does she get him on? because you were like on all of the time and we were yeah. just like we're like so we were always like what's the connection here like were they friends in high school you know you know is are they dating or like you know like why how does she get out every single time and there was one really? time where you had her and you, you guys did the interview at the uh, at the arena and you know yeah. and like we well, we used to watch that i used to watch that all the time so i saw you, all the old all the she old was
2: stuff. she is such a terrific person really is and how that all occurred was um back during that ter- time period. I was kind of the go-to guy for the office whenever it came to media. And the reason was, was because, you know, a lot of the guys considered it a burden. They didn't want to do it and they would be difficult to deal with or they'd be an aggravation for the office. And I would I would jump right on it because I felt like it was an opportunity for me to expand my reach and to uh, build my name. Uh, on my own and um, you know it didn't matter where we went if 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 tv especially when wrestling was hot uh, you know tv stations would show up newspapers would show up magazines would show up and they would immediately um, come and get me and they go hey we need this can you do it and I go yeah sure and so we were in Chicago at the uh, at the time it was the Rosemont Horizon Mm -hmm. and that was where I first met Lisa and then um you know, Lisa would always put in. Um, you know, we hit it off, and and um, and for me, it was a great opportunity to connect with the audience in Chicago. Yeah. and you know, well, you, did. Quite you awesome, did. I I loved going to Chicago because I'd come out, and that place would go crazy. But it was because a lot of it, a l- real large part of it, was because of the opportunity I had to be on Lisa Prady's show. You know, yeah. it really was. And, and and i I was fully aware of that and and I loved you know and she's such a great person and it was oh, just yeah. so much it was so easy and so much fun to well just was- go on and, and play off of her on the show and mm-hmm. and just you know uh, you know do that and it really helped me in Chicago and in you know in that area to reach an audience. Yeah
0: it did and, and you guys did have very good chemistry and it. it just yeah. seemed like it seemed like you guys were just always having fun and like we were, we were like we were saying earlier it's you know just it's fun to watch people have fun and you guys just always seemed like you you know she always seemed excited to have you on and get to talk with you and everything and you know um just as a fan watching it and everything it was cool to see that side of you and yeah. see you and kind of you know just being yourself and everything and so we really we it's I, you know it's something that I guess people only here in Chicago would have seen but you know me and my friends really honestly enjoyed it and we we loved that oh, great
2: you, that you came out and would do that sort of press and everything oh, it um, was it was it was like I said it was you know I can't thank her enough um, for everything she was just such a wonderful person and it was so easy to. You know, yeah. I would I would do things and say things purposely just to try to throw her off, and mm-hmm. you know she never knew I because you know we didn't script anything, we didn't you know, and I just I have a tendency to just say whatever I want to say. Plus, at the time, the majority of the audience thought I was insane, anyways. <laughs> so, sure, that's true. You could get away with anything at that point. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I could get away with murder. You know what I mean? I could yeah. just I could be as ridiculous as I wanted to be, and then mm-hmm. and and that that. Call it, uh, insanity is probably the most freeing thing you could possibly experience i mean it really is i mean you just nobody knows what to expect and then they just go oh well he's crazy so
0: yeah
2: <laughs> well um john do you have anything else you'd like to know uh, no, can
0: God. we uh we, you want to uh, tell people about your date, show where, where people can find you when can they come see you where are you going to be at Dave, we're gonna find out information, Dave. You got yeah, those. of course.
3: So um, right now uh, we're getting ready. This week is our our, our last week of preparation. We, we start the tour um, September third in Oregon, Illinois. Um, I got excited when the when the call from Oregon came in because I thought <laughs> I've been to the Northwest, and then they said Illinois, and I thought there's an Oregon, Illinois. Okay. Well, it's uh, Northwest. It is Illinois. Northwest. Yeah. yeah, this is true. <laughs> Just not as, not as many miles as I was hoping. Not as far uh, Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's about like 40 minutes outside of Rockford, but, um, but yeah, so we're starting there and that's going to be at the Maxon's uh, riverboat and restaurant uh, September 3rd. And then uh, we've got, you know, a bunch of dates coming up, DC, Memphis, Georgia, Pittsburgh, uh, all of that information. Um, you can come to my website, DavidVoxMullen.com. Uh, or if you just go to any of my social media at David the link is in the bio. Um, we have the link for all of Al's, uh, show dates there. Um, you know, check out Al's social media. He's got stuff that he's posting too. Um, and you know, and you know, just a Google search will pretty much pop up what we're going to be doing and where we're going to be at.
0: We'll throw the poster up uh, as well for this with all the dates sure. on it so everyone for can sure. see that. Um, but, um, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, real quick, before I let you go, Al, I just wanted to thank you personally um, for everything that you've done in the ring and everything that you've done outside of the ring and, and all the people you've influenced. Because, like I said, I have been influenced by people that you have had direct influence over and you probably i you'll never know how far your reach has gone and i i, I don't know anybody personally who doesn't feel the same way and um,
2: thank you for well, your thank contribution you. thank you i mean it, uh, if it weren't for yourself and in others um, i would never be blessed enough to get to do you know what i love to do so you know um, and i'm hoping that you know i can uh, you know, of course, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when my career comes to an end in the ring, which it's it's slowly drawing to a close. But, you know, um, and I'm very fortunate that, you know, through OVW, I get to still live vicariously through sure. all of my all of my kids, you yeah. know, but uh, um, I'm hoping that this um, venture will be a new chapter that will allow me to go out and continue to entertain audiences. And, Absolutely. And, uh, you well, know, I'm a-
0: I mean, we're we're excited for you man we excited, excited. And, and we're excited to be coming to see you at the show so we'll we'll see you in person in uh, in about a month or so
3: and I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm
2: excited and to have you guys there yeah no, we
0: absolutely
1: can't wait man this is yeah thought.
3: I'm excited too because I mean if I stop and think you know just for me as a performer you know how special it is because you know I think back in the late 90s, early 2000s you know, I was a much younger guy watching, you know, Monday Night Raw, and I remember seeing a guy who was just charismatic and engaging with the audience, and was just quick and and just uh, the wit was there, and was just and I saw that guy, and I said, "My God, you know, this guy is going to be a major star." And that man was The Rock, but Al was also. <laughs> <a great show. laughs> Great, nice. And if you had told me that I got to do a show with him, you know, that'd be cool. So it was incredible. Yeah, maybe
0: someday, someday, yeah. Thank <laughs> good you. Turn, Some good turn. <laughs> Just play something. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, thank you, for you very being much with us. Uh, good luck out there, and we will see you on the road.
1: See hey you guys, guys there. Thanks, All guys. Right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. That was El Snow with comedian David Vox Mullen. Well, maybe I should say it was comedian Al Snow. Was comedian. it, it was comedian
0: before. Al Snow? Yeah, um, I am I'm, I'm blown away, man. I'm blown away. You know, just to get what a great sit, combo. Just to get to sit to talk with uh, with Al Snow a little bit, and, and and the and David's right. I mean, the two of them is a very uh, well. That's a that's, that's one of those, you know, things where just the stars align. You know, you just you know they they both bring something different to the table. And then when you mix it all together, it's just got so much potential. So I am honestly excited about seeing Well, I am because, too. Because, Cheers. I mean, just even, I mean, before we officially went on the air i mean he was al was cracking jokes (laughs) like so fast i was like all right we gotta like start the show show. yeah start the show (laughs) because it's like we're we're missing some great stuff here you know it's like (laughs) like, well i mean like he's like coming right out of the gates it's like this you know and i'm already cracking up i mean you've met al a million times i think i've met
1: Al a million times His lovely wife jessica um yeah and and um uh, and David Vox, I mean, I've seen him in person several times. I've interviewed him a few times. Couldn't, couldn't be a nicer guy. Couldn't be a funnier guy than, than David. And you, you saw the chemistry they had together. Yeah. You know, I, I know they've known each other for a long time, but you can see, you know, that tonight wasn't rehearsed. They're just going back and forth. And, and imagine what they will do when they have time to kind of work on an act. And, and they'll still improv, but, you know, they'll, they'll some have some
0: structure to it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's, yeah. I, I think it's going to be phenomenal.
0: I, it's well, a great combination. Well, this was my first time getting to, uh, which is funny because of all the places I've been and things I've done, and Al is actually one of the easier guys to find around here too. You know, I somehow have never crossed paths with him uh, in person. So it's funny that this ended up being the way that uh, I finally
1: got to have a few words with him and everything. But... I interviewed um, him way years ago at Wizard World before I even had video, and it was just a crappy audio thing I had. And I put pictures up, and then it's yeah. somewhere on YouTube. But um, yeah, I mean, so to, to interview him now, this many years later, and actually, actually a, a you know, more of a long form interview was really cool.
0: I've, I've met his daughter, Brittany, a few times. Very, very lovely girl. Very nice. Very sweet. Um, and uh, no, this is cool. This was a very fun episode. It was really great to talk to both of them. Um, I have not gotten to see David do his uh, stand-up live before. I've seen him on YouTube and, and things like that. So that, this will be a double first for me. Um Is hang with me. He's uh, well, Chicago
1: new media champ.
0: Okay, let's let's save that for another time to talk about. Um no but it's uh i am excited you know what it was interesting they were talking about mcfoley and how he does kind of just tell stories you know and they're they're funny but it is just more like road stories and wrestling and well, that was,
1: and, what was too
0: right and that's what and i saw jake roberts and he did the same thing um, and it is entertaining. I mean, it's, it's, absolutely. I mean, like, I love a good road story. I mean, from anybody, from the independents on up, I mean, like everybody, I mean, I've got some good road stories, you know, and, uh, it's, and like, you know, Al was saying how there's just some things that are just so ridiculous that you just couldn't imagine any, this happening anywhere outside of the world of pro wrestling. And I think you and I have even, You know experience some things like that ourselves. so i totally buy it especially when he's talking about the cast of characters that he was spending time with and everything and especially the guys that he was back then i mean if you're talking like ecw and stuff like that wc i mean all those guys i mean those you know you're he's right yeah it's like if they weren't wrestlers yeah they probably would be like in an asylum or in a prison or at least oh yeah or in or in Congress I mean one is something like that they do end up a lot of them do end up becoming uh uh in the politics politicians
1: so I, mean, I wasn't <laughs> surprised by L because I I know enough about him and I've talked to him enough times I wasn't surprised but I you know I'm still a little impressed with the dedication and the sincerity and the focus that he's going in on this this, this is a this isn't just him going out there and seeing what happens this is yeah. him dedicating himself to making this thing. He's made, a de- he's made a decision and he's chosen a path.
0: And uh, and like I said, it was just the way he was talking about everything sounds like a guy who came up in the wrestling world and knew that whether you're performing in front of 10 people or 100, that you go out there and you do your damnedest because those people took the time to come out and see you and pay to see you. And either cheer or boo you, you know, buy a shirt or a foam head or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's just, you know, he's been through that and he teaches that.
1: Uh I, I'm sure he teaches that to his students. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I've talked to Cal Hero uh from milwaukee area. Yeah, many times. And he he loves Al. Absolutely loves Al refers to him as his uncle mm-hmm. and 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 david here of course a super friend up there in uh, up there in wisconsin too and, and there's i don't know anybody that said a, a bad word about L ever except that's maybe just, and Al- that's what yeah and i and
0: that, yeah that's what i told him the same thing it was like i i don't know anybody that i've met even some of the biggest jerks in this business have all had nothing but complete and utter respect for that man and uh and I, I I see why
1: I can see why so I so wish learn them your the calendars people look look for the shows go out and see them if you can because this 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 is going to be a fun fun evening
0: yeah if, and if you're if you're in the area and you want to really double up on the star power I mean you could come out to that show on the 15th and not only get to see Al Snow and David Vox Mullen but you could get to see who else but Tommy else and you could try to avoid having to look at John Robleski. Chicago's new media champ. Well, anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. This has been uh, a real, a real fun one. Um, we, thanks, again, thanks again to Al and David Fox. Yeah, for, for very much. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is worth mentioning that uh, the once defunct uh, John G. Or else YouTube channel is now officially up and running full of content. Uh, it has videos related to conversations we've had, uh, on the show guests that we've had, you can see David Vox Mullins music video is up on there from his most recent release, you can see Regan Lydale's very first match that we discussed. You can see me make the hot dog omelet <sighs> and, give, and give an instructional video on how you too.
1: Yeah, that will make
0: draw, a hot dog I'll I'll draw
1: views so yeah. all you
0: have to do is just visit the tube and look for john g or else hit the subscribe button and just sit back and soak it up we've got episodes of pinfalls and our new show pinfalls retro where we talk about old uh pay-per-views or past pay-per-views and uh and do a deep dive on them break them down match by match
1: uh i will say this and for those of you that are looking for that Tommy did a wonderful job of breaking down pinfalls retro into match by match. Yeah. So, so if you don't want to listen right to, to the, the whole thing and you want to
0: just hear about oh. a specific match, you can just watch that match nine, nine, 10 minute club or something like that, unless it's triple H versus HBK, which I think we talked about for about 40 minutes, <laughs> but longer than it match. was a worth, but it was worth, <laughs> yeah, it was a longer match. Yeah. but it was totally worth it. So, uh, also, um, there will be more video from the podcast on there uh you know you, we usually have video from the guests uh we may have some um exclusive content also available on their fourth contact the taco stuff. seller tour so uh so definitely check out the YouTube channel and then uh in the meantime per usual John if they want to find out where they can find the Chicago new media champion,
1: where can they go? They can just search for John G's beat and it'll, it'll all show up. More importantly, they can look at the, the new John G else podcast on Spotify or on YouTube. Where can they find Tommy else? They can find me on the gram
0: at Tommy Underscore else on the twit, at Tommy underscore else on the tube, at either my own channel, the Tommy else YouTube channel, or of course the John Geo else YouTube channel. So, John, I'll let you take a stab at closing out what has been a, an otherwise
1: exciting episode here for the John GRLs podcast once again thank you to al snow and david boxwell and i am john of Johngbeat.com. Joined as always by who else tommy else I screwed it up screw it up. i did that on purpose ah, fine, you say I screwed up i say i improved it move on thanks for listening folks
3: you're fine <laughs> again <laughs>